Coming up, he combines Eastern philosophy and Western psychology to impact the world. But first... Welcome to Imagine Peace, the podcast that invites you on a transformative journey toward a world filled with harmony and understanding. Together, let's ignite the flame of peace within ourselves and radiate it outward so we can have a future where unity prevails. This is Imagine Peace, where dreams become reality. Join us as we explore the power of compassion, the beauty of diversity, and the potential for positive change. Hi, everyone. I'm Marbeth Dunn, and welcome to Imagine Peace. I'm here with my co-host, Terry Angel. And today we have an amazing guest. Alan Knight has been a communication coach for 25 years, but he is also a former Zen monk. And he created a unique formula that combines Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy, Western psychology, to help people unleash their personal magnetism to impact the world around them. With so much stress and anxiety in our world today, his program helps people to transform shyness, feelings of timidity and insecurity into life-changing confidence and boldness. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) His programs are practical and highly transformational. They go beyond motivational hype and theoretical learning. As you gain a self-coaching system for life, he obtained a master's degree in education from McGill, and he is the creator of Assertive Confidence, Zen Zone Mindset Training, and Certification. Well, Alan, we are just so thrilled to have you here today. Well, thank you. You forgot the soulmate revolution. That's another one. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> soulmate revolution. We have to talk that, about that. That that was always a passion of mine. Ever since I was uh, in my late teens, I want. I loved the concept of soulmates, and all. one day, I, my goal was to become a soulmate minister and help people come together as soulmates. Oh, but maybe I'll still do that. It's better late than never. I could still do that. Why not? <laughs> but thank you thank you very much for inviting me it's a pleasure to be with two such amazing people and souls and the work that you do i congratulate you and and however little ways i can be of help i'm happy to to do that oh you are just very sweet well i want to really talk about your experience as a zen monk what led you to become a monk and um how do you think that impacts world peace well, those are two big questions, but they're I sort know. of connected. They're, they are connected. It's funny. They are connected. What motivated me, I think, was uh, first and foremost at the core fear. Uh, when I was 19 years old, I was taking a bachelor in psychology, knew I was going to help people in some way, but I was too emotionally, psychologically kind of screwed up. I took a year off. My father had died when I was 19, and I took a year off to travel the world and try to find myself. Went country to country, city to city. Oh, oh, that's nice. Is that all there is? Oh, that's beautiful. Is that all there is? Something was clearly missing in me. And uh, then I had my first life-changing experience uh, coming close to dying on the desert in the Mediterranean. And that really shook me up. And when I came back home to Montreal, where I live now, uh, my attitude was I was pretty atheistic until then, but I began to be open to personal development and spiritual development. 
So quite soon after that, I met these two people in a bookstore that had these calm, clear, centered eyes like the two of you. And they were living at what was called the Zen Meditation Center. And so they invited me there and there were 40 of them, calm, clear, beautiful people. I said, I want that. And I moved in and lived like a Zen monk for nine years until I missed women too much. And then I left the monastery. Well, that's wonderful. So how did that change your outlook? And how does that help you to create greater peace in the world? Well, it's interesting because what happened is um, when I began, I would call my spiritual journey, when I left and got back into the world, I had learned that you don't have to be a monk or nun to experience the depths of being in what I call the Zen zone. You know what I mean by that. And unless you connect it with practical reality, unless you connect it to the world, everything that the world has to offer, there was the danger of becoming a spiritual monster, which I didn't want to do. I saw that with cult members that I, that I knew personally. So I knew intuitively that I needed to balance out spirituality with the practical aspects. Went back to get a master's degree in counseling psychology. And my thesis was the quality of relationships with others is founded on the quality of relationship you had with yourself. And I dedicated myself to create new intuitively that I was destined not to take someone else's program, which I could have. And there are a lot of great programs out there, but I was guided to create my own formula that I wanted to be powerful enough that it was bigger than me. It was bigger than my own personality. I didn't want to just be a rah-rah motivational coach. And I then that was the beginning of me going into the laboratory of working with individuals, coming up with my nine-step formula that I realized in order, if I'm going to, and I also wanted to make sure that whatever I was doing was not limited to my own meditation or personal development, but connect to communication relationships. Because everywhere I went, went around the self-development world, it was always mindset, mindset, mindset. And I knew mindset's important, but it's not the whole package. I have women friends who call me who are highly developed spiritually. I got a call last week from one of them saying, Alan, I got to speak to my boyfriend because I got to deal with this and I got to deal with that. And, and I communicated some ideas. She said, could you call him on my behalf? <laughs> and then... I realized that's why I wanted to include communication as part of the package. So the seven, nine-step formula, the first seven, have to do with accepting, loving, inner mastery, coming to empower yourself first, and then master the art of communication, whether it's your business relationships or personal relationships. So I, to, to make a long story short, when I started to teach people how to meditate, a good friend of mine the more she meditated, the more angry she got because she had a lot of unresolved anger. That's why I knew I needed an inner multiple vitamin approach that connects healing, vision, inner power, action, lifestyle power, busting through the barriers, communication, needs all of it. And being an Aquarius, I wanted to put all the pieces together. So my humble way of achieving inner, uh, inner peace for me and the ones that I work with is a more holistic approach to ensuring that that level of peace is deeply rooted with the health of all those other areas are left. Because if we're just going to meditate, and then we still have insecurity and fear when we meet someone, we meet our soulmate, and we freak out because we're afraid of afraid of being with someone we love, then 
inner peace alone, meditation alone is not going to do it. That's why I want to create a more uh, comprehensive system, you might say. Was that too long an answer? <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you so much. So you understand that what we do here at 10 Million for World Peace is meditation. And we meet daily and, and send out that energy. Do you think that peace is possible in our world? And you know, given that we are, many of us are collaborating and working together for that goal, and especially using meditation as a tool. Well, the first question, I mean, do I believe peace? I mean, I'm a positive guy, so I'm always going to, I believe in the best. If I didn't, it, it would take away from my own philosophy and life. So, of course, I, I believe in that. However, having said that, I, I'm also realistic that in order for people to experience peace, sooner or later, they're going to have to take responsibility to work on themselves. And a lot of people are not willing to do that. So I'm not a person that believes in imposing anything on anybody. But what I do believe is if I start with me first and I become more and more peaceful as I'd like to believe I am, and then take that out like a ripple effect to my people, one-to-one -one group, family, community, that that's all I can do. I can do the best I can. So I do believe that, but I also think that it's important that people themselves are coming from a deep level of authentic peace and and self-mastery and then take it out into the world however they they need to do it but obviously i i believe it's possible it's a challenge given that a lot of people choose not to go down that road but if we work with the people that are open to it and the more and more leaders we have then i think it could maximize the opportunity to speed up the process to bring peace into the entire world that was a long answer as well <laughs> would you like to share <clears throat> some of the techniques that you use for your personal peace well now does it have to be limited to meditation techniques or not no well uh, just to make it simple uh in the formula that i've developed number two is letting go the negativity so i have a sort of a, 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 a zap the past exercise because people want to get rid of the the uh, the anger grudges that they're holding toward others and most importantly the being so self-critical and hard on themselves well so we're talking we do, about you not other people what okay, what, what do, do I you use? personally yes well from a meditative point of view i have my own ritual every day that i do that includes a number of things that i don't it's very personal to me because it includes uh, i don't expect others to do it it includes chanting babbling i call it where i get the emotions channeled to clear the air so that my verbal communication meditation and silent meditation are more powerful so i get the emotions cleansed as quickly as possible get them out get the cobwebs out then i do a prayer a very powerful prayer and then i do my chant and then i sit in meditation quietly because i find if i go through all those things first my silent kind of zen it's more of a zen like meditation is much more powerful because I'm sitting there and just relishing in the peace that I just created my for myself with the first few techniques that I use. Okay, well, that's very cool. I like that answer. And then I also wanted to talk with you. Uh, I know that we discussed that you have were diagnosed with Parkinson's disease several years ago. 
And yet you're able to use the your techniques. Um, they're chanting, and that's been helping you. Do you want to talk address that a little bit? Yeah, the way I see, and I know uh, I know both of you would relate to what I'm saying, is I see anything that happens in my life, disease, is an opportunity for me to deepen my growth and spirituality. So for me, Parkinson's, in a way, has been a blessing. Not that I wanted it, not that I would want it on anybody. But what I am proud about is that I was diagnosed 15 years. My brother's a medical doctor. He keeps, the other day, he said to me, you have Parkinson's? Because most people meet me, they don't even notice it because the tremor is not very that significant. It was much worse when I got it in my right hand and my right foot. And uh, when people do meet me, they, they don't even notice it. So I think the inner work that I've done has helped me a lot. Uh, and uh, I there was a time where I backed off from doing seminars. I was a little embarrassed to go in front of a group because, I you know, I, like the usual, you don't want to see your hands tremoring. And then I said, no, I'm going to practice what I preach. I'm going to pick myself up by the bootstraps. I'm going to be me. People will accept me or not accept me. And I went in front of a group, authentic with them, and they were so supportive. And I realized I was getting more love than ever. Plus, I found an interesting thing that I talk a lot about the soulmate concept that, that's always been, I, I believe you have obviously many soulmates, but and I'm blessed with many soulmates myself. But I found that when I got Parkinson's and I went through some real down times, it was at that time when I, as I started lifting myself up, I became so much more authentically me. I, I realized that I was working very hard to, I believed I was spiritual, and I was to a degree. I'm still trying to impress people with who I am, what I, what I have. And I got so real and authentic. I was living in a quite a poor area at the time. I never had as much fun as I had then. I never met as down-to-earth people. And I became so authentic that three years ago, I was living in Toronto with two dear soul sisters of mine. And up until that, I was painting my head with uh, shoe polish you know what I'm talking about I was using hair color to stay young and so my friend Lisa said let your hair grow let you get I said no I want to look young let your hair grow and I finally said I'll do it I started to do that I never got so many compliments women telling me you look like Sean Connery and then I said I'm ready to go to the Starbucks in the sky if that's so <laughs> one person even said I look like Dean Martin now I'm ready to go to the Starbucks in the sky so yeah. I became more authentic, just letting my hair be me. And now when I see guys with shoe polish in their hair. <laughs> so it's had it's had a wonderful impact, how I responded to this Parkinson's, which I know you guys know very well, right? Yes. Especially, especially Mama Peace. I know, I know your, your experience. Yes. Well, we were talking uh, before we did this interview about some of the chanting and you were sharing with us your chanting of Aum. Can you talk about that? And, and if you want to lead us in a little bit of the chant, we would love that. Yeah, I, I tell you, chanting to me is my thing. When I was living as a monk, I, I was actually the leader of the chanting. Um, and the one we focused on, it. there's many chants you can do, as you know. But the one, because of our respect for the Tibetan tradition, the one I loved the most was Om Anapadme Hum. So my every day, my ritual is I'll go I'll, I'll, I'll go through it for a couple of minutes so you'll know what I mean. Om, if you go too slowly, it's not good because you have too much time to think. 
if you go too quickly, you'll fall over yourself. So you got to do it over. It takes a few days or weeks to get used to it. But it goes like this. As I as I chanted, I could feel the warmth in my heart. And I did that yesterday morning for about 20 minutes. And my whole body was felt warm and blood circulated. And then when I finished the Omana Padmium in 10 minutes or 15, I'll go like this. And I know when I'm doing that, that's not me anymore. And so I can feel the reverberation, just unbelievable. That's that's how I do it. I don't expect others to do the same. And also the Tibetan monks and nuns, apparently, they can go on for 10 minutes without taking a breath. Well, I could definitely feel that. You oh know, that gosh. was power. Yeah. yeah. So when you were doing that, it was so peaceful. Yes. I'll, very I'll, I'll, and I'll tell you, and the reason why I love integrating connection, communication with personal mastery is because we're living every day connecting with people. And everywhere I read now, loneliness is one of the biggest epidemics. And the other day where I live, it's a 55 plus community. It's an amazing new facility. And the woman who runs it comes over to me and she says, Alan, I wish every tenant was like yours. I said, what's so special about me? She said, you got that vibe. Everybody, you're so positive. You're so cheery. You got that Dean Martin vibe. So it's that vibe. Like the, that's why I love what you guys are doing is because you're doing so much more than I am and reaching a lot more people. And I'd love to be part of it in some way. So, oh, that could be arranged. I, so, I mean, use me and abuse me. I say, I love it. How can people reach you, Alan? Uh, they could reach me. Well, they could either go to alanknight.com, which is my website. If they go to alanknight.com forward slash calendar, and if they want to chat with me, if they want to do a complimentary evaluation so I can share with them where they're at. It's an honor to meet the two of you. Congratulations on all the work. And let's work together for the same cause. Amen. Collaboration. Absolutely. Imagine Peace is brought to you by 10 Million for World Peace. Join our daily seven-minute guided meditations for world peace and monthly healing circles at 10millionforworldpeace.org. Together we can create a peaceful, happy planet.